welcome to another episode of Sensational Customer Experiences. This is the show where we explore the idea that everything your customer knows about you is a direct result of input from their five senses. It's what they see, hear, taste, smell, and touch that determines how much they love you. And now here's your host and consumer experience expert, Wes Miller. And welcome to another episode of Sensational Customer Experiences. I'm your host, Wes Miller. Being in Las Vegas has given me an opportunity to have some of the most interesting sensational experiences. And this week has been no different. I actually had an opportunity to participate in some different events and activities around town. I went to a grand opening for the Greater Las Vegas Realtors Association building, brand new building. And you'll see those pictures on our Instagram. I couldn't help as I was standing outside the building notice that the architectural design of this building is very significant in that it's not just a plain old building. It's got the way it uses colors and texturing with stone and with metal type aspects really was a sensory experience just standing and looking at the building. While I was there, I ran into a, a fellow here in Vegas that I know, and I, I just said, you have to be on the show. Uh, so I'm here today with Wayne Wallace, who's a photographer here in Las Vegas. And Wayne is a, I'm going to let him tell his story because I find it's a very interesting story going back, you know, over you know a decade and how he has rebranded and recreated what he does. And certainly the story that he shares really fits in with a sensational experience. Uh, welcome to the show, Wayne. Hey, Wes. Thanks for having me. So as I was saying, I, you know, I saw you at the grand opening cer- ceremonies of that building. What were your thoughts about that? Yeah, well, you know, I've been passing that building for months as it's been under construction. And I was out networking my business in Las Vegas here, and I ran into some realtors and they said, hey, you should come to the grand opening. And I was like, oh, is that that new building on Rainbow? And they said, yep, I attended. And it was a great event. Uh, there were probably a couple hundred realtors there. Uh, and those are my people. Those are my target audience. As a photographer? Yes, as a photographer. Yeah. I do a lot of uh, headshots okay. for real estate agents. Exactly. And I, I've been to your webpage and you have some fantastic web sh- uh, headshots. Uh, before we go there, take me back. You've told me the story before and, and I would love it if you'd share it with our listeners, the, the story of your evolution as a photographer. Absolutely. And I think this is an important thing for your listeners because they're probably business owners as well. And like me, when I first started my business, I just put photography on the back of my name and started marketing myself as Wayne Wallace Photography. And then I learned about branding and you know, different marketing strategies. And I changed my brand a few times. So I've got several brand names out there. Um, But now I'm actually coming back to me as the brand, but not with my name, but with the name, the king of headshots. And you can go to thekingofheadshots.com and see my work there. And let me tell you the reasoning behind that. It is my belief that every one of us, no matter what business we're in, we need to be the celebrity in our industry. So if you're a, a hairdresser, if you're a plumber, if you're a locksmith, you need to become the celebrity in your industry because people buy from people. People don't buy from logos. And I went down that road of branding myself with a logo and a generic name, but it had no personality. 
And it's my belief and what I try and encourage my clients to do is become the celebrity, especially in this digital age of social media. Uh, We've got live streams, we've got photos, we've got little 15 second clips, we've got Snapchats, we've got all kinds of ways to be out there in the public eye. And it's it's going to become more and more evident that you need to become the celebrity in your industry if you want to stand out. So that's kind of what I'm doing with my brand to stand out as the king of headshot. Make sense? Yeah. And I will tell you, I've been over to the website, thekingofheadshots.com and noticed some really spectacular uh, headshots, particularly the lighting. And then there was even one I noticed that was a, a picture of the Las Vegas sign. You've actually made the Las Vegas sign a headshot, if you will, and was quite impressed with, with the dynamic of how that looked and how that came across. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, we didn't even plan this, folks, but that shot is a very unique picture of the Las Vegas sign. I actually used three different uh, methods or techniques in, in the photography field to create that shot. And you'll never see another shot of the Vegas sign exactly like that. So if you do see that photo on somebody's website, they're using it illegally. <laughs> Ooh, so so thanks for letting me know. Does that mean I can't put it in our show notes? <laughs> no, as long as you point back to me and give me credit, then I will okay. certainly allow you to do that. <laughs> okay, so that's that. So that's one that we'll put in the show notes, but we will certainly it'll be on the show notes for this uh, show, obviously this episode, and it will certainly link back to uh, the King of Headshots dot com website because it certainly is a great example of your work, and I, I just thought it was a spectacular image. So we'll use it awesome. and, and we'll use it appropriately so that we don't, Thank you. we don't want to get in any trouble on, uh, on, on that. <laughs> you front. don't want to have the copyright police coming no, down. No, we don't want the copyright police. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I saw, and I'm, I don't know if it was on your Instagram or Facebook, I've, I've obviously been looking at a lot of your imagery, but there was some place where you had this statement that if you take the, your picture, it's a selfie. But if I take the picture, you're a celebrity or it was some kind of messaging like that. Absolutely. Tell, so tell us, tell I, us more I've, about that. Yeah, I, I've posted this in several places. So this is part of my whole new branding and theme because in today's day and age with the cell phones that we have, they're so great. And you, every other minute you see people taking selfies, right? When you're out on the strip or in a club or whatever, there's people taking selfies all the time. So as a photographer, as a professional photographer, how do I differentiate myself between all these selfies? And I kind of, I, I tell people when I'm talking to them about this situation, it's kind of like a tsunami, If you're living on a coastal line and a tsunami's coming to hit your coast, you don't stand there with your hand up in the air saying, no tsunami, and you try and will it off. The tsunami's just going to crash down on you and obliterate you. Well, that's kind of what's happened to the photography industry with cell phones. At first, when cell phones first came out, I would say, I will never post a photo on social media from my cell phone. I have my nose in the air as a photographer, as a professional, and I I would never use my cell phone. (laughs) But then, you know, I kind of came around and I was like, whoa, these take pretty good photos. But there is a difference between taking a selfie and when a professional photographer, whether it's me or somebody else, takes a photo of you. So I came up with this phrase, which is, When you take your photo, it's a selfie. 
when I take it, you're a celebrity. The difference is priceless. And then I coined the hashtag, be the celebrity. So that's kind of what it's all about. I'm trying to let people know that there's a time and a place for selfies and there's a time and a place for professional photos. It, it really fits into our philosophy here of you know being sensational and tapping into the sensory experience because there certainly is a different sensory experience looking at or even participating in having a selfie taken versus what I think you know when I've had headshots done I'm certainly not thinking the same way or my my presence isn't the same as when it's with a selfie there's just something different about that so I think exactly that, I think and, that, and here here's something that I've heard over the years as I photographed people. A lot of times when I meet people, one of the things they say is, I don't, well, when I meet them to take their photos, they say, oh, I don't take good pictures. And I jokingly say, well, that's okay because I'll be taking the pictures today. Oh. <laughs> but I, I know what it is they mean. They mean that they don't like themselves in pictures. So what do you do to address it? I mean, that's that's a pretty widespread view. I mean, I, I even have tried to take pictures of people with my cell phone because I'm not a photographer. I, my limit is the cell phone. But so many people are like, oh, no, 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 my hair, my my whatever. I don't take good pictures. I, you know, don't photograph me. And I'm like, really? Tell me, what, what, do you know what's going on behind there? And how do you overcome that with clients that may feel that they don't take good pictures, but you know that you're going to be able to create the headshot that will, as you say, make them the celebrity? Yeah, well, as a photographer, and I didn't know this when I first started, I kind of learned it as I started working with people. I have a way of getting people to relax and be calm and kind of not think about themselves while I'm photographing them. And people have often told me that after being photographed by me, after they've looked at all their photos and they've come to terms with how they look, okay, because it's kind of a shocking experience for people to look at themselves. But once they've gotten over that, they feel like being photographed by me is a life transforming event or a marker, you know, a, a, a point in life where things have changed for them. And they've told me this afterwards, you know, after I got photographed by you, I went and did this and I went and did this. And it was kind of like a, a marker in their life that after they got photographed by me, those photos opened up doorways or whatever it may have been. That must give you a great sense of pride and accomplishment, knowing that you're having that kind of an impact on clients. Absolutely. And that's why I say, when I take your photo, you become a celebrity and the difference is priceless because you're not going to get that from a selfie. That, that makes me think about, you know, is, do you have a story? Is there a story of someone who came to you completely uncomfortable or unprepared or not knowing what to expect and you were able to turn that around? Is there a client or two? And we don't want, obviously, we don't want you to tell us their name, but just tell us the story of, of what happened and, you know, in doing sure, so, sure. you know, maybe let me know what I could expect if I were to be your client. Well, I don't have just one story. I have many stories and probably the best place to hear it straight from the horse's mouth, as they say, is go online and look at my testimonials. I have many places where I have my testimonials on the various social medias. And then one of my websites is called LasVegasHeadshotPhotographer.com. And on that website, I have over 100 testimonials that I've collected. And you can read people, you know, talking exactly about 
you know, what you asked me there. But there is one story that I like to share with people. Back when I, I had one of my previous studios, this lady came in, you know, and she probably wasn't very confident uh, in the way she looked. She came in and she said, can we just sit here for a minute and, you know, just relax before we do the photo shoot? I'm like, sure, no problem. You know, I had a nice couch and she was sitting on the couch. She was visibly shaking, like her hands and her legs and everything were shaking. She was that scared of getting her photo done. And so I just took time and I sat down with her and, you know, I tried to calm her nerves and like that was one of the people that really stands out in my mind. But after the photo shoot, like, you know, she was loving her photos and she really felt like it was a, you know, a life transforming experience that she had. I know I can relate to that because I'm one of those people who feels very uncomfortable in front of a camera. Yet I guess that's what we look like. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, when I do headshots, I tether my camera into an iPad. So as soon as I take the picture, the iPad flies up onto the onto the iPad so you can view it. So after the session, we sit there and we look at all the photos instantly right there on the iPad. And it's funny because let's say I take 20 photos. People will look through those 20 photos and they'll say, oh, I don't like my nose in that one, or I don't like my my eye in this one, or I don't like my ears in this one, or I look fat in this one. And they basically all look the same. Like if you took a picture of your friend 20 times and you looked at them all, you'd say, oh, that's my friend in each of those photos. You wouldn't critique the photo like you would yourself. But if you have them take your photo and you look at all 20, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to like one or two of them and you're going to think all the other ones are bad. But when other people look at your photo, they just see you. They don't see all the stuff that you see. I, yeah. I, I can definitely relate to that. And the thing that I know surprises me, I've, I've had headshots done before and you're right, you get several and I've looked at them and hated the majority of them, liked maybe a couple. I could tolerate a couple, let's put it that way. But I love them. Yeah. I, I could tolerate them. But I've had friends look at them and they think they're all great. Exactly. So, so I can, you, you're, you're absolutely right. I have experienced what you're talking about. And I bet some of our listeners have too. As, as you think about headshots and you talk about being a celebrity in, the, in your field, what's the best way to use a headshot when it comes to marketing yourself or what you're doing? First of all, you need to have a good one, all right? You need to have good light. Um, I posted a video uh, just yesterday on my social media, and it was in response to someone that had done their own video for their marketing in a, in a group that I'm in on Facebook. And, you know, it was backlit. There was a lot of light coming from the back, and their face was dark. So I just did a little simple example. I, I stood with my back facing the window, and I did a selfie video. And then I turned around in the video and turned towards the light and you could see the dramatic change in the way my face looked because now the light was hitting my face. That's one of the most important things, whether you have a professional photo done or you do your own selfie. You want to have light in the face because if you're all dark, then that's not going to appeal to anyone on social media. I mean, the whole idea of social media is to give people that first impression when they land on your Twitter or your Facebook or your Instagram. So you definitely want to have a nice close-up of your face and you want to have light in your eyes, light in your face, and you don't want it to be too bright or too dark. 
you want to have it be just right. Because think about this, in the digital age, you may talk to someone in Massachusetts and the only thing they're going to know about you is your photo. They're going to meet you online and the only image of you they're going to have in their head is your profile photo. So you want to make sure that's a good first impression because like they say, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And we talk a lot about first impressions when we're talking about sensational experiences. If you go online, you'll see me in my red glasses. And then if you dig a little bit, you may see me in a black pair of glasses that look exactly the same. But on the side, there's a little red and black kind of design. And when I used to wear the black ones, when I turned to the side, people would see the arm, you know, the the eyeglass arm, Mm -hmm. and they would say, oh, I like your glasses. But only when I turned to the side, because they would see the red and the black design. So as you know, I'm a photographer, so I'm always putting the the camera up to my eye and my glasses get messed up. I only, my glasses only last about a year. And so I reorder new glasses all the time and I always get them from the same online website. So I get the same exact brand and the same exact color, which was black. But I went to reorder and they didn't have the black ones. And I was like, oh no, what am I going to (laughs) do? But they had red ones. And at first when I looked at them, I was like, oh, that's a little too much for me, I think. I don't think I can do red. And my wife was like, yeah, go ahead and get them. So I got them and I love them. Ever since I've worn these glasses, now I get compliments all the time when I'm looking at people. They say, oh, I love your glasses. And I don't even think about it. It doesn't even register to me that I have red glasses on anymore. But uh, it's definitely part of my brand now. And, you know, it's kind of brings us back full circle to that whole be the celebrity thing. Like there's people in certain industries like the movie industry or the entertainment industry or the sports industries. And you know them, you know, Tiger Woods, you know, Shaq, you know, Magic Johnson, you know, Lady Gaga. These are all celebrities. Well, you don't have to be like them. You can just be a celebrity by wearing a certain pair of glasses. You know, it's just something to make you stand out and be different in the crowd. So Wayne, we've talked a lot about Las Vegas. We've talked about your work here in Vegas. Do you work with clients outside of Las Vegas though? I mean, what if, what if one of our listeners is in LA or like you mentioned Massachusetts, what if they want to tap into the talent that you have? And, and that's really quite possible when I think about all the conventions and conferences, people coming into town. Do you do work with people uh, on that kind of basis? What, what happens? Do you travel? What, what, tell us more about that. Well, back in the good old days when I was trained with film, um, yep, I'm dating myself now, but back in the good old days when photographers used film, you really had to know what you were doing to use film. And it would be very normal for someone to fly a photographer to say LA or New York or whatever to do a photo shoot because they knew that that photographer, they saw his work, you know, they knew what he, he knew what he was doing with film and they would bring him in specifically because he was good at that. Well, nowadays with digital, the need for flying photographers around the country or world has really diminished unless they're really high-end specialized type photographers. Will I travel? Sure. If someone wants to, you know, pay to fly me somewhere to photograph them, I will. But more often what happens is since we live in Vegas, it's a great excuse to come to Vegas. If you want to get your photos taken by me, well, make it a twofer. Uh, Come to Vegas, have some fun, call it a business trip, uh, get your photos done by me. That's why you're coming here. 
right? You're not coming here to party, but you can have yeah, a little yeah. fun while who, you're here. Who, who comes to Vegas to party? That would be no one. Everyone comes for serious business. Uh, and if they just happen to stumble across the party, well, that's one of the, you know, the, the downsides of being here. I get it. That's you're right. right. You're but right. Let me tell you this. There are a lot of conventions here in Las Vegas. And one of the things that I do is I work with people that are either hosting a convention or having a booth at a convention. And what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll set up my portable studio right there in the hotel or the convention center. And I'll do headshots for the attendees of the convention or their staff. And I do quite a few jobs like that that are big jobs. Like I'll be there a half a day or multiple days and I'll be doing you know, headshot after headshot after headshot for the, the people that are attending the show. That is a great benefit of living in Las Vegas is we do have probably 20 conventions at any one time going on mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Tell, tell us about examples of people using their headshots ineffectively. Yeah, well, a couple of things, you know, as I'm scrolling through Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, I see good headshots and I see bad headshots. Now, we already talked about, you know, the the good side. You want to have the light in your face and all that kind of stuff. But on the bad side, I'll see people that like took a snapshot uh, or somebody took a snapshot of them and their girlfriend or their spouse or whatever at a party or maybe just a friend. And then they crop that other person out. So you kind of see the arm going around the other person, but then it's cropped. (laughs) Um, Don't don't do that. Have someone take at least a good cell phone photo. You know, the other thing is people try and do like pictures with their webcams. And like sometimes I'll be scrolling through and I'll see this shot and it's all yellow because your your house lights are not the right temperature of daylight. They're they're kind of tungsten and they, they look yellowy. And so you get this yellow glow on the person's face and it's dark because the room light isn't really enough. And then you see the ceiling fan in the background behind in their head. I, I know where they are. They're sitting like in their kitchen or whatever and they're they're using their laptop. So the, the, the camera is pointed up their nose and uh, I can see the the ceiling fan on the ceiling in the background. Um, So there's lots of just bad mistakes with photos. And here's the worst one. You know that little anonymous figure that you get like on LinkedIn or on Facebook when you just set up your account? Well, some people just leave that. And they don't put a photo in. They leave this little anonymous figure. So that's probably one of the worst things you can do is you don't put any photo at all or or put a photo of your dog or your cat or something like that. People want to see you. They want to see your face. So even if it's a not so great photo of yourself, I would still side with that over nothing or a picture of your cat or your car or whatever you like. From our standpoint of, you know, creating a sensational customer experience, it's something I hadn't even thought of, but it really is part of that first impression. And what does that say to me about your own view of yourself when you don't have at least some type of picture of yourself and giving me the first impression that you're uncomfortable with even how you appear to yourself. Some interesting, interesting stuff. It it reminds me of that book that was out, I think in the probably the fifties, the psycho cybernetics book is it's a book that was written by a, what do you call a plastic surgeon? And he would have, he would have people come in who would complain that they, they didn't like the way they looked. They didn't like their nose or their cheekbones or their chin, some feature they didn't like, uh, or even other parts of the body too. And so they would come up with a plan and a strategy and he would do the surgery and 
he talks in the book about how he would create the perfect nose or the perfect cheeks, uh, cheekbone structure. It was perfect. And people would look at the look at themselves in the mirror and they still saw these flaws. The image was, it wasn't about the actual image that you see on the surface. It was more about the image that you see inside. And so I, I'll throw this out as a, an idea that if if you're not liking your headshot or what you see in the pictures or your photos, maybe it's not what's on the picture. Maybe it's not what's on the surface. There's a little plug for an old book, Psycho-Cybernetics. Pick up a copy and maybe uh, research or study some of that if you're challenged with your looks or your how you feel about your image. When you were in grade school, back when you were a kid, did you pack your lunch or did you buy it at school? Hmm. Well, I remember... I think it was my first day of school. My mother sent me to school with a Snoopy lunchbox and I got picked on. <laughs> I got bullied because of my lunchbox. So I think I probably had um, reservations around taking my lunch after that. I don't really remember lunchtime that much, but I would say I probably tended to get lunch at school instead of packing my lunch because of that experience. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting how those sensory moments come back to us, and uh, all these years later, we still remember little details like that. You, uh, you know, actually remembering it was a Snoopy box, not just you know a, a, a lunch box, but a Snoopy lunch box. Yep. And finally, that leads us. I, I want to bring us on a, on a closing note for our segment that uh, we call "That Makes Sense to Me." And do you have a couple of? suggestions or strategies that you can recommend to our listeners that if they do nothing else, they walk away from this episode with this strategy or suggestion in mind. Absolutely. It ties right into everything that we've been talking about. And I've actually been creating videos on these topics. So I just kind of wrote down some things from past videos to share with you. So if you'd like to see these videos, you can follow me on uh, my Instagram. That's probably the best place to see them at Wallace Photo. So you can check me out there, check out the videos there. So the first one is have confidence in yourself. People always ask me, what should I wear for my photos? What should I wear for my photos? And I say, wear what makes you feel good. Wear what you, you know, you look in the mirror and you like yourself. Because when you're looking at the photo, if you don't like that outfit, if you think it's too tight or too big or whatever, uh, you don't like the color, you don't like the cut, then don't wear it in your photos. But the most important thing to wear is your confidence. And then going back to what you were just speaking of uh, with the plastic surgeon, you know, we when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we see a certain thing. We don't see the real us. We see what we think we look like in our head. And then when we listen to our voice, say on a podcast or if we record it, we don't like our voice because it doesn't sound like us. It doesn't sound like it does in person when we talk. So the big thing is quit judging yourself. We all do it. I do it. You do it. We all do it. But we need to quit judging ourselves. And the next little tip is wear a smile. There's so many times I've photographed people and I get the lights all set up and I get my camera ready and I go to take that first shot and they're sitting there with like this scowl kind of on their face. They're not smiling. They're just like sitting there with this kind of dead look on their face. And I'm like, really? Like, that's the look you're going to give me? And I start making them laugh. And I'm always laughing and saying, you know, silly, goofy things during the photo shoot to make people give me a genuine smile because it looks way better in a photo than this scowl 
and people say, well, I don't like my smile. Well, who cares? Like quit judging yourself. Other people like you smiling better than frowning. So definitely wear a smile. And here's one of the big things. Either when you're doing your own photos or you're getting professional photos done, go into the photo shoot with positive intentions about creating a great photo. Because if you don't have a great attitude, then you're not going to create great photos because, you know, creating a, a great photo is putting energy into that photo because it's a static image. It's only one split, you know, portion of a second in time. And if you're not pumped up, if you don't have that energy going, then you're not going to exude that in your photo. So you probably heard of Tony Robbins before. Well, if you ever go to a Tony Robbins event, he has you jump up and down and get that energy going and start yelling and screaming. And then he has you sit down in that peak state of learn, of excitement and then he teaches because he he says that you can't learn unless you're in a peak state ready to accept that information you're going to learn a lot better so oftentimes what I'll do with people when I'm photographing them is I'll have them kind of jump up and down and get that energy going. And then I'll say, okay, sit down. Now let's photograph you, you know? And then the last and probably most important tip I would say around uh, this digital era that we're in is create new content constantly, whether it's photos, videos, graphics, and memes. You need to constantly be using photos and or videos to get your message out there. Just think about how many tweets, how many posts, how many videos are posted every single day. For you to stand out, you need to be creating content on a regular basis, whether it's with a professional like me or by yourself with your cell phone. Uh, and if you'd like to learn more about that, I've started a new brand called BeTheCelebrity.Guru. And what I'm going to do with that website and social media account is teach you how to be the celebrity in your industry. Whether you use me or not for photography or video, doesn't matter. But that's my message to the world is you need to be the celebrity in your industry. Be the celebrity dot guru. Yes. And if you want to on social, any social media, you can just look for the hashtag be the celebrity and you'll find the stuff that I'm posting. Definitely. We'll do that. Your comments brought up a question that I would like to have answered. And I bet there's some others out there too. And that is how often should you redo your headshot? I mean, I know I've seen some people who have been using the same headshot for years and then you see them they don't even look like that anymore. How often, uh, as a rule of thumb, should people get a new headshot? Well, that's a great question. And I actually, I made a, a post um, last night and today on social media as the king of headshots. And I declared a new law in the land of social media effective today that if your headshot is older than six months, you must get a new one. So headshots are good for six months. By the way, on a, on a separate note, did you know that's how long you should wear your shoes and before you get new shoes? Oh, I'm way overdue then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shoe, the shoe experts will tell you six months, and then it's time for new shoes. So get your new shoes at the same time you get your new headshot. That'll be the. There way. we go, and change out your toothbrush <laughs> too, because it's probably going to help your smile. 
We need to have a page on all this, you know. So, yeah, that's great. I love it. So six months maximum for the headshot. And I, I think that yeah, works because well, I'm telling you, I've seen people's headshots and then I meet them and it's like, you don't look like that anymore. And I think they think they do. I think that they think 10 years later, they still look like that headshot. Here's what happens. And I see it with my clients is I'll be scrolling through social media and there's actually a guy in town, one of the, one of the first people I photographed in town back in like 2005 or something like that. He's still using that headshot, but he's bald. So his look doesn't change much. <laughs> and like he was already an older guy. So like he's been using that headshot forever. But you know, women, they change their hair more often. They change their style. But even with guys, you know, the, the thing is, is when you change your profile photo on LinkedIn or Facebook, you're going to get more attention. So whether your look is changing or not, like what I try and do with people is I try and create a variety of photos for them during their session. So every couple of weeks, maybe, or every couple of months, they can roll out a new photo. So y'all want to have a backlog of stuff that you can just put out there and start getting some attention because without attention, you're not going to get business and you're just going to shrivel up and, you know, go away. This has been a sensational discussion about a topic that I think uh, has has a widespread interest to a lot of people. And if it doesn't, it should, because we certainly are in that new era of the branding of you when you become the, the star and, as you say, the celebrity of your business and if, if your career, your profession. Getting good headshots, particularly in this digital age, is really important. Not relying on those those great cell phones, which take great pics, but don't have the ability to get the lighting and all the things you talked about just right. So I've really enjoyed this, getting your insight, getting some of your input. We do have a, we're going to have an episode page for this episode so you can go and get the links to the many different pages that Wayne's talked about. And I enjoyed this so much. I hope you'll consider coming back and visiting with, some time, with us again sometime. I would love to have you back again. Awesome. Thank you, Wes. I, I enjoyed being on the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back every six months. There you go. That, that could be, a, if nothing else, we'll do a six-month check-in just to make sure. You know, here's your reminder that it's time to get a new headshot. That's right. That'd be okay. great. Okay. Well, thanks again. And everyone out there, we hope you enjoyed this episode, that you gained some new insight about headshots. Uh, if nothing else, you've given it some new new thinking around this idea of being a celebrity. I, I really like and think that it's just a phenomenal concept to see yourself as a celebrity celebrity and the celebrity in your world. Remember, when you can sense it, your customers can sense it too. And a great headshot helps with that. See you all next time. For free tips, resources, and information, visit sensationalcustomerexperiences.com, your premier experience brand brought to you by Training for Results, located in the sensory capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Until next time, remember, if you can sense it, your customers can too.